Happy, happy Wednesday, everyone. I hope you're having a beautiful morning, regardless of the weather here in Miami. <laughs> I'm super excited because uh, I am here with an amazing, special guest, Agnieszka. Agnieszka is um, an amazing woman, the author of Give Faith a Fighting Chance. She's here from Poland. I feel so blessed that we get to have her here in an interview to get to know more about her. And I truly believe that her story will help you and impact your life. For those of you who are going through a difficult moment in life right now, you got to give faith a fighting chance because we're all capable of going through struggles and overcoming that. Agnieszka, welcome to the show. 94.5 FM Blink Radio. And <laughs> WSQFradio.com live stream worldwide. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yay, thank you for having me. I'm so blessed to be here. Uh, and thank you. Can't wait. Yeah, awesome. Let's let's get started here. Um, you have a a special, unique story of triumph and adversity and success, and then adversity again, and just you know creating greatness. And now you're a serial entrepreneur. Can you tell us a little bit of, about your journey and where you're from? And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, my name is Agnieszka Sitsevich. Um, I am originally from Poland. I emigrated as a teenager from Poland uh, by myself to the States. So it's been a, a really long journey. Um, today I'm 40, so it's been a while. It's your birthday today? <laughs> no, but oh, uh, okay. I'm 40, meaning like... Uh, <laughs> I'm like I <laughs> 40, meaning it's been a long journey since I was 16, um, you know, escaping uh, Poland and coming to a foreign country without really um, speaking any uh, language, you know, not having... Um, things that can, um, you know, be um, a comfort for me. Mm. Um, so, I yeah, know. here I am. Uh, today I reside in Hollywood, Florida. So, okay. yeah, I'm here. That's amazing. And um, I know you, you went through a lot as a child, and uh, you decided that, you know, through through everything that was going on in Poland, you decided that you wanted to leave and escape. So you're like, how old were you when... Uh, when you left Poland? Uh, I was 16 when I first left, um, but I ended up coming back after three months because I couldn't really um, help myself when I was here by myself. So I ended up going back. And then five months right after that, I said, no, I'm going to give this a second try. So I came back for the second time and never went back. How, how does a 16-year-old manage to... Leave Poland, <laughs> right? Because I'm over here thinking, like, at 16, I wouldn't have even had the money to buy my own f uh, ticket to yes. come to the United States. And I'm pretty sure it wasn't a cheap ticket. No, it wasn't. So there is a story behind. So um, my dad had a sister uh, that lives in the States, um, and she was married. Uh, so my uncle and my aunt uh, kind of supported me to come here for vacation and start my journey here. Um, after a couple of months being there, things didn't go uh, really as I imagined or as they imagined. Mm. And I write about that journey in the book, very sensitive subject. Mm -hmm. uh, so I ended up really, this, the story begins when I left and kind of like ran away, I would say, from another city in the States at the age of 17. And I came with a stranger lady that I met. Uh, she was actually um, from Cuba. And I met her in a, a leasing apartment office. Uh, and I just jumped in her car and she said, I'm going to Miami. And I just took that journey Wait a minute, with her. so that's that's when you came back the second time? Yes, that's when I came back the second I, I time. I love that you have the Cuban part of the story. I know, I know. Pretty cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so how did how how did you manage to leave Poland and come back for the second time? How did you get like the money to be able to purchase the ticket? Uh, it was my uncle and my aunt that has supported me in that journey. Got it. Yes. Okay. And then you met the lady. And she and said, then I met the lady. Coming to Miami, she's a Cuban, of course. Cuban lady. She said, uh, you know, listen, I'm going to drive to visit my two sons in Miami. Uh, you know, I barely spoke English, so it was a very communication with, like, hands, you know, yeah, and kind yeah. of a little bit of uh, broken English. Um, and at that time, I was going through a lot of struggle with my aunt, so I just uh, chose to, you know, to leave. Mm. And nobody knew where I was. My family yeah. didn't know where I was. Nobody knew. I just disappeared yeah. um, and came with this stranger lady to Miami. I can totally relate to that. And, and, <laughs> and let me tell you something, because I kind of did the same thing. Yeah. You know, I was 15, 16 years old. And when a teenager wants something, they'll figure out a way yeah. to get out. It yes. doesn't matter. I slept in my car, yes. for goodness sake, to be able to escape what I was going through, you know? Yes, so, yes. So that's where the journey begins. The real journey begins, you know, uh, here in Miami. Wow, wow. That's, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say was your toughest moment coming to America? My toughest moment was, um, I would say, the unexpected. And why I say that is because as a, as a teenager, as a little girl, I never really fear anything. I mm. always thought it was a good or a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But sometimes um, it can be bad. You know, when you are fearless and you don't fear anything, mm -hmm. um, you know, you can be full of surprises. So the biggest challenge was uh, really the unexpected. I thought I had it all figured out mm -hmm. without having figured it out yeah like you just said you know being a teenager and when you do it you do it you don't measure your consequences but um i was willing to pay the price you know so yeah. the challenges were just hitting me one after another one after another so i wouldn't say i had one i had many mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's amazing that you were able to just like figure ways to you know just get yourself over here and you had the courage right Because you didn't like what was happening in your home, you were, you know, going through certain abuse, difficult situations. What would you tell a child, uh, a teenager that is going through abuse right now in their home? What do you what do you recommend that they do? I, I would recommend seeking uh, seeking any help that they can get. Any help is welcome, because when you are alone, uh, whether you're younger or older, you can't do it alone. Mm -hmm. So you know we get caught up in our thoughts and our own inner uh, mind and inner voice. Mm -hmm. So reaching out to anybody that can be the helping hand is what really have helped me. Mm. Uh, you know, <clears throat> kind of like see it from a different perspective. Yeah. And how hard was it for you to ask for help? Because I remember when I was going through that and I was going through situations where, you know, I wasn't happy. I, you know, I tried to commit suicide when I was a teenager because I didn't know how to escape. And I know there's a lot of teenagers that this is happening right now because they feel that there's not a way to escape. Yeah. So what would you recommend? I mean, likewise, like uh, it was really hard to, um, you know, ask for help, but I not necessarily directly ask for what I was going through. I will ask for help of an outcome. You know, so like if I was going through something and I didn't know what to do, I would just figure it out of anybody just to guide me in the direction of where I wanted to go. Mm. Uh, like coming to Miami, not knowing how I'm going to stay here, right? Mm -hmm. Illegal immigrant. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I could have asked so many people for uh -huh. the direct answer, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. So I would just go around and trying to figure out how can I stay here. Mm. And once I knew the answer, I would just figure it out on my own. 
So what was when you got to Miami? What was the next step? What did you do? <laughs> so the next step, really, I mean, the the Cuban lady, right? I'm gonna say Cuban lady, but uh, she showed me Miami, and um, I was here two weeks, and there was no way out for me. I was very, very um, down and disappointed, um, and I was gonna go back to Poland or to a different city where my aunt and uncle was. And at that moment, I went to a bar. You know, um, I was 17 and a half. I mean, I got into a bar and I met um, a Cuban guy, you know, a Cuban guy. And he swept me away. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, and he tried to sweep me away from one second. But um, uh, I knew that it wasn't for me from the day one, you know, but I continued to kind of get to know him for the rest of my week being here in Miami. Did, did you speak English or no? Uh, I, I was better okay. i was already better but he barely spoke english so oh that, my God. <laughs> yeah so but we communicated um and you know long story short um sometimes the unexpected happened to you and what you think that what you think that you don't want for your life it might be become the biggest blessing in your life mm. and we don't see it at the moment and that's what happened to me Mm -hmm. Him showing up in my life out of a blue when I had no way out and, you know, deciding to go back to Poland because uh -huh. I couldn't, you know, do anything here. I couldn't work. You know, I couldn't drive. I have no money, mm -hmm. no friends. Uh, and then he just appears um, and things weren't going right. So we had a lot of fights every day for that week. And even I, in the beginning, yeah, in the, the first week of beginning was a lot of struggles. Wait, wait, how do you fight without knowing each other? I mean, uh, it, it I mean how do you fight without knowing English? I mean, I didn't <laughs> know some, you know, but, but you, you can. And, you know, a lot of uh, miscommunication and a lot of different views and values that I didn't agree. And also he didn't. So things didn't work out. So I chose to go back. You know, I chose to go back. But something inside was telling me that I know I'm not going back. Something's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the way to the airport, he was taking me to the airport to go back. Um, he proposed. Oh my God! And, uh, I is, that, is that Cuban guys or what? I mean, Cuban come guys, on! Right? Um, from from plate flying to marriage. Oh, yes, really. yes. So he proposed, and I was shocked because he was also twelve years older than me. Okay, I was uh, you know seventeen and a half, and he was thirty. Uh, so it was also you know a different you know I was a little girl you yeah. know, but I thought I was thirty. Um, and at some point, I said, "You turn." And let me just go on that journey, right? <laughs> so I never went back. And uh, two days later, we went to court and we got married. Yeah, you ended up spending 10 years with him and <laughs> having... Blink Radio, 94.5 FM radio station, for those of you who are tuning in. Yes, um, <laughs> but that's not only the marriage, but what's, what I said about earlier, that sometimes we don't know the blessings in you know the decisions that we don't want to make, is that I ended up being married with that person for 10 years, nearly 10 years, and ended up having three boys with him. Wow. So, you Very know... Yes, yes, thank you. So that's the biggest blessing for my life today. That's that's amazing. What what were you doing? Like, did you end up getting a job while you were married? Did you, you know, what were, what were you doing for for work here? So for he was uh he was on his way on of success. So he wasn't struggling, you know, financially. Uh, so he didn't really necessarily want me to work. But I was very eager of uh, being independent from very very early age. I just had this entrepreneur. 
feeling in me. So I never looked for comfort and especially never looked for anybody to give it to me. Mm. So the fact that he had uh, stability that he was able to provide me, it's funny to say I wanted to run away from that. Mm. I didn't want to be um, with someone that will be a provider and somebody that will give it to me. So yeah. at such an early age, I chose the hard route. So mm-hmm, I ended mm-hmm. up working as a waitress in the pool hall. Okay. Yeah. So that was my first job, um, just working, you know, for tips. Yeah. You know, and um, I worked for a year, and after a year, he didn't agree with my, you know, with my choice of work because I didn't have to. So I ended up uh, going to school to be a nail technician. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, and then I went to school to be an esthetician. Yeah. And then I went to school to be a massage therapist, and mm-hmm. then I went to do personal training. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it just grows and grows and grows. So I never wanted to settle for just the comfort i don't know where it comes from but it comes from you know the eager of um of just success on my own do you think if if you didn't need uh the papers to move here or needed like you, you didn't have a place to go you think you would have taken the same route you think you would have married him uh i think i would i think it was just an unconscious excuse for me yeah. but like there was some part that says just just do it and take the journey mm-hmm. um and i didn't want to take that journey but something deeper was telling me just go and do it what do you think was the most difficult part in being in a relationship like that for 10 years uh it was the fact that he did give me a freedom to you know be me but he did not at the same time mm. so balancing the fact of being surrounded by a lot of people at that time knowing friends that uh were looking for a successful man right they mm-hmm. were looking for a provider for um you know somebody to comfort them and give them that um protection and the challenge was i had that mm-hmm. and i didn't want that mm-hmm. so i was battling all this years of why don't I want that I mean you know in the end of the day he was a great husband a great father to my kids besides of the you know the abuse I would say journey that were coming off and on um but I had everything that any woman would ask for in a man got it but I didn't want that yes you know? if, if, if you if you could do it all over again what would you do differently what I would do differently I would definitely uh start working on myself earlier mm-hmm. than what i started okay. i think um i um i would say that i dedicated a lot of time uh helping other people succeed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or helping other people uh be better in their lives and i've changed a lot of people's lives and my biggest you know regret of that is i didn't focus on me first mm. because i know if i would i would be able to change many many more people's lives absolutely a long time absolutely before. you know something that um that i love about you is that ever since i've met you you have always been such a giver and you're like how can i support you i always see you helping other people and wanting to connect other amazing individuals and you know making phone calls for strangers so you can connect them with the right person or you know or or help them in any way and um and sometimes when you're that way because i'm the same way mm-hmm. you get burnt in relationships oh yes <laughs> and and you mentioned in the book that it was difficult to create powerful relationships and 
And I, I completely understand you because I was feeling that way too. Mm-hmm. But why do you think it's when you're an empath and when you're such a giver, why do you think it's, it's more difficult to create powerful relationships? Um, I think uh, today at the stage that I am, I have learned from past relationship, mm-hmm. um, friendship. I thought that I created a powerful, you know, friendships. And when I got burned, I realized that people take for granted your kindness. Mm. And people take for granted your, um, your, you being the giver because they know that in the end of the day, no matter how much they burn you, you're going to forgive them anyway and you're mm-hmm. going to be there for them. Mm-hmm. But they can't do the same for you mm-hmm. because the minute you go left or the minute you do something they don't approve or they don't understand, they cut you off. And that's mm-hmm. what happened to me. So yeah. I never cut anybody off just because they disappointed me or they betray me. I've always been a forgiving person. Yes, and my too. friends tells me that the best quality I have <laughs> is having ability to forgive <laughs> and create even a stronger friendship, right? But I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. So when I make a mistake, what I've learned is that people walked away and without any clarity, mm-hmm. you know, without even telling you what you did wrong, yeah, you know, or, or how or what. And even if they tell you, they stop talking to you. So that's why I talk about creating a powerful friendship mm. um, that there are only, only few remains in my life, you know, today. What do you think from those friendships that you cultivated in the past? Uh, what do you think was your biggest betrayal? Oh, that's a <laughs> that's a tough one to, to speak. Uh, I would say the biggest betrayal uh, and I think I still struggle with was a friend that I had um, that I opened my home to that have lived with me. And I shared that story in a book when I was struggling with the kids and I had nothing. She has also came from another country uh, without anybody. And I chose to support her and open her my home with my kids. And we lived together for five years, kind of helping and guide her. She was way younger than me. And and after her really going into the journey of success, um, just our friendship grew apart and I was left on red. Like, I will mm. send a message with hearts and I was left on red and I never really got that clarity, even though we reconnect, reconnected on my book signing mm. um, in July. <laughs> uh, I still don't, you know, so I'm going to be brutally honest about that. That's really um, the biggest uh, disappointment for me, not knowing and and just somebody walking away from your life. Do you think she's listening right now? Oh, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) But I'm sure her friends are. (laughs) What is a message that you'd like to share with her? Because I know you've forgiven her. Uh, there is no message, you know, everybody, yeah. everybody do their thing in their own time. Mm. And when people are ready, I just might not be ready mm. to be there like I always was. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's powerful. Yes. Um, I totally resonate <laughs> with you on that. I could tell you so many stories um, yeah. about, you know, my path to uh, betrayal and also forgiveness and at the end of the day, forgiveness sets you free. And, you know, mm-hmm. you forgive people for yourself, not for the other person. You I know agree. what I mean? So that's something that it's taken me a long time to learn. Mm-hmm. But I, I get to heal all of that. But you don't, don't have to, you don't have to have dinner with them. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> forgive, but you don't have to have them at the table. You know, I just want to add to that is like uh, the, biggest, the biggest lesson of all this friendship to answer fully to that question is um, I recently started to focus on people that are in my life for the good reason Mm. people that had been loyal to me from you know from the start from when i had nothing and grow my journey with them to really blessings that are just you know unbelievable today Mm -hmm. and the more i focus on that the more you know winning you know i have for my life as a friend 
That's amazing. When you focus on the positive, that's what you're going to yes, attract. I agree. <laughs> what uh, what was the biggest? What would you say was the biggest challenge in your life? I remember what the biggest challenge was for me. I've had many challenges, mm -hmm. but there's always one that you're just like, that one almost killed me. <laughs> uh, you know, many challenges almost killed me, you know. Uh, and like I said, I write in the book so many uh, tragedies and tribulations uh, that today I might not be proud. Uh, but the reason for that is to really help people understand that being honest with yourself and being honest with the public and people you don't know and people you know is really the greatest reward for you mm -hmm. to be to be free you know i feel like i'm free today there is no secrets in my life i don't have to look over my shoulder i don't have to have people you know oh i'm gonna do this to you you know this uh, uh, it's just an open book it is what mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. but i do understand today that the biggest biggest challenge is changing my mindset mm. from being a survivor all my life yes to becoming a victorious, mm. to be a person that focuses on creating a life for me versus waking up every day thinking about what had happened to me and how can I survive another day. I don't mm. want to survive another day. I want to create another day. Absolutely. I like that. I don't want to survive another day. I want to create another day. You yes. should have that on a shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I want to, you know, waking up every day, and this has been a challenge, and it still is to, the, to this day. I work on myself every day to not forget, but to put to rest the the survivor person that I think that I am. Mm. I always consider myself, I'm a warrior, I'm a survivor. Look what I've been through. Mm. I want to challenge myself every day to focus on the person I want to become. I love that. Yes. That's so beautiful. What, um, what do you think after all these challenges that you've gone through? Um, obviously, you're extremely successful now. Uh, what do you think was your most awakening moment where you're just like, I got this? My awakening moment was um, I understood that, you know, hard work, people always say hard work pays off. Mm -hmm. And it does. But my awakening moment was when I was working six jobs <laughs> and I was still struggling. Wow. When I worked day and night, you know, and I had two hours of sleep for like three years straight and I was still struggling. And I didn't know, you know, why am I still struggling? Yeah. I'm making money. I'm working six jobs. I'm raising my three kids by myself. What were those jobs? What were you doing? You know, I was uh, waitressing at night. I was uh, working in salon as a nail tech. I was working in another spa as an esthetician. I was working in another spa as a massage therapist and three others, um, different spas on call, also as a massage and then having private clients here and there. Uh, so it was just, you know, coming from work at 4 o'clock p.m., picking up my kids from daycare, uh, getting them dinner, doing homework, getting a babysitter and going to work at 7 p.m. And coming home at 7 a.m., waking up the kids, getting them to work and going to the spa at 10 a.m. Oh, my God. So and, and it has been that for three years. So at some point I woke up, you know, when I write in a journey about, you know, even a suicidal, I was suicidal because at that time I said, I, there is no way out. You know, I'm, I'm doing everything right. I'm working hard. You know, what, what, when it's enough is enough, right? So at the point when I really wanted to, you know, kill myself and I said, you know, I have these three beautiful kids, but I just can't take it anymore. Um, and that was the awakening part when I said I have to create something bigger than the survival mode. Mm. That's why I talk about that so deeply. And when I realized that, I started to going deeper to 
who do I want to be and how I want my life to be and stop chasing too much of the money itself mm. but relationships and things that are more valuable to me to me in my life and I think that was a, a huge thing that took me on a whole lot of a lot of journeys to become the person that I am today so what was that what was that moment like where you were just like okay I'm stopping all these jobs and I'm going into something else like what was the transition? Uh, the transition was really, like I said, connecting, you know, my, my very, very good friend from um, many, many years. And I talk about her uh, in the book. I always say the girl I met in a parking lot, you know, and I want to bring uh, her, you know, in this conversation because um, we were both single moms meeting each other in a parking lot. The two only moms that were picking up our kids late mm-hmm. when the school was closed. Our kids were in a parking lot with, you know, no yeah. lights waiting for the moms. Oh, my and God. We were both pull up at the same time and said, hi, nice to meet you, nice to meet you, you know. Um, And we grew together for probably, it's been 17 years today with business partners um, in real estate. But um, the awakening point of what I'm saying is that uh, right before COVID, she um, has started the journey with me of our growth on a deeper level together. Mm. And she wanted to bring a lot of women um, that we know, and nobody survived, just both of us, wow. you know. And we both decided it's sta- it's we have to stop the chasing of, you know, our survivor mode. Mm. What can we do and how can we support each other to grow? What advice? It, it's so funny we're talking about this because... Mm-hmm. I was actually thinking about this yesterday. I've, I've been having, like, really long days, like 12, 13-hour days of, you know, working, right? Yes. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I don't even have kids. Like, And I was <laughs> like, imagine those moms out there that have two, three kids, and, and they're just feeling overwhelmed. I'm like, how do they do this? Because yes. I, 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 I don't have kids right now. I'm not married. You know, I have a little dog that I take care of. And sometimes I don't even, I still don't have enough time to finish what I'm supposed to do, right? Yes. And I'm pretty sure any mothers out there that are listening right now uh, that are feeling that mommy mode, that they're giving up, that they're single because you were a single mom. Yes. So what advice would you give them? Like, how can they get crystal clear for them to, okay, I'm going to stop this so I could start that or, you know, give them some advice for like peace of mind or so they can stop feeling maybe suicidal or overwhelmed or maybe you could give them some hope for them to uh, restart their life or Mm -hmm. reignite their life so what really worked for me and what shifted me and um it's gonna it's gonna sound strange as a mother right but a lot of moms out there they focus on giving everything for their kids and Mm. putting their kids first and putting their husband first and putting their family first and i've done that for many many years and guess what i was the survivor Mm -hmm. when i shifted to understand that it's not being selfish when you put yourself first and then my kids second. Mm. When I did that, when I put my, my myself first and my kids second, my whole life turned upside down. Mm. My whole life went 360 in such a positive impact because I was able to trust myself. Mm-hmm. I was able to love myself, to create mm. something for me that will give me joy and peace that I could later share with my kids. Yeah. And for many, many years, I did the reverse. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's what doesn't work for many. So for everybody else out there, if they can look at themselves and ask themselves, what is it mm-hmm. that I want? 
not yeah. looking, no, but I can't do that because my kids have soccer game. Mm-hmm. No, because I'm going to be a bad mom if I don't take my kids for a baseball game. Mm-hmm. You know what? I took my kids to swimming, baseball, soccer, art, music. <laughs> oh, my God. Running from place to place. And I have three different kids, right? So one like baseball, the other one like soccer, the other like swimming. So I will go and jump, you know, stay here. I'll be right back. Go there, go there. Um, you know, and they don't even do none of that today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I put them first because I thought I wanted to be the great mom. Mm-hmm. When I put myself first and I started going to, you know, networking for me, and I was like, I can't take it right now. I have to be somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to an event. I can't take it right now. But I'll get you Uber, but I can't be there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know it sounds harsh, but they, like, at the beginning, they were like, when are you going to start being a mom again? No, you know? no. Because uh, they're teenagers. But it it shifted and yeah. my kids started seeing a bigger value because I will come home and I will be happy and you know my finances will go and everything has been you know such a creation yeah. a beautiful that now I can give everybody anything they want because I'm capable of doing that mm-hmm. And you're like a master connector at all the events. Yes, and yes. when you're attending events, you find clients. I do. You know? Every day, every day. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I see every you crushing day. it. You're always on Instagram. Hey, Agneska here. I'm at this event. And you always have a massive <laughs> smile on your face. You're a great master connector, too. Thank you. Thank you. So you're a serial entrepreneur with multiple businesses. And I'm really proud of you for that. Being a single mother, serial entrepreneur, you're crushing it. Tell us, you're, you're in real estate, you have a, a sports therapy healing company, right? Yes. Tell us a little bit about, about that. So um, uh, during COVID, as everybody knows, you know, a lot of people lost their jobs, right? So I was working in a hotel for probably 17 years in a spa, you know, as a massage therapist. And everybody got laid off and I didn't really know how can I survive again, mm-hmm. right? How can I provide for my kids? So I ended up opening uh, a mobile massage therapy. And I reached out to everybody who used to work for that hotel that was jobless and asked them, hey, you know, can you work with me if I bring clients? Like you just mentioned, I'm good in, you know, connecting with clients, right? Uh-huh. Uh, so I created a massage therapy during COVID and it has been um, a success, but it hasn't been a, a, a like tremendous success that I wanted to, you know, be because it was just the beginning. Uh, from that, I ended up studying and learning anything that have to do with sport medicine and Chinese medicine. I was diagnosed with carpal tunnel a couple of years back and I was told that, you know, I can put my career to rest and mm-hmm. I had to have hand surgery. So again, me refusing to do that, um, I ended up studying every and, and any method out there and practicing literally, it's funny to, to say that, with a spoon on my arms, um, you know, with uh, creating a technique that today um, I'm proud to call it, it's East-West Sport Healing Method that I developed and created, putting the sport medicine and Chinese medicine, Graston technique, uh, everything in together. Mm-hmm. And I developed that and I created that method and uh, I started working with clients all over the states. I have really, really high clientele from Grant Cardone, Tyrell Owens, Jade Sao, I mean, you name it, Bill Ford. Um, Didn't you heal Grant Cardone's ankle yes, with a spoon? I, yes, with the spoon. Um, I Tell me more about of, that. Yes, I, I'll, I'll get back yeah. right to it. The, the spoon's got me. It's yeah, not because it's of the eating. It's not because of the eating. It's the spoon, the actual so, spoon. So um, I have, uh, you know, I was blessed enough that in such a short time from COVID, um, 
um, you know, I got I work for the NFL. I work for a lot of football players. I got flights, you know, all over the states. Uh, really, with that technique, healing people, and you know, you get on my table. I can evaluate your body, scan your body for scar tissue, and you know, within an hour, I can fix things that you weren't able to fix in years. Wow. You know, if like I have there, you go. <laughs> you know, um, and and I take such a pride in that because in the beginning I was very spectacle and uncomfortable, and I was like, you know, but. Um, as much as I master this technique, you know, and people have been, you know, very, very um, happy with the results and really healing them and getting them to the highest performance of their lives, mm. um, it's the biggest blessings for me and it's the biggest amazing uh, accomplishment for me. Yeah, So uh, now we are working on creating, you know, um, I went from working, you know, making 40000 to creating a six-figure to this year really going to creating a seven-figure business in the sport wow. uh, therapy, um, you know, helping also other massage therapists to learn this technique and I'm working on a certification right now uh, and providing the courses and um one-on-one -on -one coaching to other therapists, whether you're a chiropractor, you don't have to be a massage therapist, a doctor, chiropractor, a massage therapist, anybody that is willing to learn this technique and take it farther. So t tell me a little bit more about the technique. So you get a spoon. Right? I mean, I, it's, it's spoon is a joke, but, okay, um, okay. you know, you can do it with the spoon. So when I said spoon is like when I don't have my tools, okay. you know, I can make it with, with a spoon. You know, I can make it with that ashtray over there, okay, uh, you okay. know, or anything, right? Okay. Um, so what it is, it's a combination of Graston technique is a Chinese medicine that has been around more than 4,000 years. Okay. When doctors didn't, you know, exist and, you know, none of those new medicine existed, people will go uh, to heal themselves with, different wood or coins or stainless steel tools. Mm. Um, so if you would have pain or you will have um, fractured shoulder okay. or anything like that, people will go and they will scan that area with the tool by promoting a new blood flow. Okay. They will break out all the fibers out of the area by literally bringing new blood into the bloodstreams and getting rid of the scar tissue that it's causing the area to be injured or being dysfunction. Okay. And it's been an amazing technique. My question you know, say, is how many... She says a name, you named it... Uh, I, yeah, heard, it's, I heard grasp. Graston. So, yes, Graston. Okay, but what is that... How do you get the... How do you get the blood to flow? Is, is it a grip? Is it a massage? Is it so you have different uh, different tools with different angles, right? right? So what you do is you slowly go uh, with the friction. So you go up and down, and you do find where there is no blood flow. You are gonna see. Oh, right so you can away. feel it through the you tool. You can feel it, and oh. you're gonna see right away discoloration. That's where the new blood is being pumped. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so that's one technique. But with the sport medicine, when you do have a lot of blood clot in your body that is not letting you function properly or perform in your highest level, you can feel it with your hands where there is like bumps of the blood being accumulated. So you push through that with the friction but promoting an oxygen into your muscle that it's dying, that is no longer responding, that you're not even aware of. So putting all these techniques together... It makes it, you know, moving the blood and opening all the all the blood flows in your body, and also promoting that gives you the ultimate results of, of really unbelievable result. Right yeah, especially after. when the money's on the line. Yes, uh, yes. Terrell Owens. Yes. When he's damaged, he's losing money. <laughs> How many uh, times would somebody have to go through the therapy to in order to get healed? Because my mom, she has. Uh, 
really bad shoulder pain mm -hmm. and I really don't want her to get surgery and all the the surgeons are like you need surgery I'm like no mm -hmm. mom mm -hmm. you know so how how many times would she have to like so it depends on the individual right okay. and why I say that is every our, our bodies are different mm -hmm. and some people can take 24 hours to reproduce their connective tissue mm -hmm. which is what makes you know our stronger some people take three days so depend on after one treatment what I do is I follow up with clients and I said you know let me know how you feel tomorrow did the bruising go away how fast did it go away it gives me a knowledge of understanding your body heals fast so that means maybe I can have five treatments and that you know that injury or that issue will be completely gone but after one treatment anything that I focus on you already reproducing new connective tissue that becomes stronger and better and that result is permanent Oh, wow. So it's not like people, it's not like an every week or an everyday thing or... I do it. Know. I have clients every week and every few days because, you know, a body has so many things in Got their it. body, right? Yeah. So, it, you know, I can focus on one area here Got and it. this and that. And until we heal the full body later, it's just maintenance. My mom lives like six hours away from here. So I was thinking, <laughs> okay, maybe I'll bring her for a couple of days. And, yes, and, uh, yes. and yeah, because she really needs some help. So I'm going to keep that in mind. For those of you listening right now... <laughs> I that know, you, we got deeper. For, for those of you listening, right now and you need a, an amazing uh, sports healer I, that's what I'm going to call you sports healer right <laughs> uh, the, the, the queen of, of massages and healing your body uh, make sure you find Agneska uh, on Instagram or Facebook you, do you have a website She's, yes I do what is go it? ahead you, say you, it. You, you have to say it twice it's radio <laughs> <laughs> you can find me in, uh, on Instagram at Agnieszka Sitsevich and there is a bio link be, you know, below uh, you can click on the website you can click on booking appointments and you can also shoot me a DM for if you have any further questions and for those of you listening I'm pretty sure you don't know how to spell her name so <laughs> <laughs> if you go to Epic Talks Miami on the Instagram you will see see her flyer for the radio show today um so make sure you check it out if you're in need of of body healing and and mindset healing mindset too because well. you do every yes. time i'm around you i feel like <laughs> like energized and, and loved and and honored and you yes. know what what inspired you to become an entrepreneur i know i know you just like you have had this drive but what inspired what was the moment where you're like i'm not going to work for anybody I'm going to leave my nail technician job. I'm going to leave the, the, you know, the bartending, whatever. What inspired you? So it's funny you said that because, like I mentioned, I work in a, in a five-star hotel. I actually worked for the Satai Hotel in mm. Miami Beach for 17 years. And on my journey being an entrepreneur and doing the business and doing the real estate and doing I never quit. Mm. So I've, I've worked part-time and people ask me, why are you there? You don't need to be there, right? But I was waking up every day and dedicating a couple of hours to be in the spa, not for money. I was there for networking, mm. for meeting people and being there. And, um, you know, and I recently in November resigned from being there when I uh, got to a higher level of uh, being in a real estate. Mm. So I also went to school for real estate agent and uh, got my license um, and in commercial real estate but that's not a job that I want to do. Uh, the reason for that is because my friend, my business partner, Carolyn Castillo, I got to give her a shout out. Um, <laughs> What's up, Carolyn? <laughs> yes, we ended up doing a fix and flip on single family homes mm. uh, a couple of years ago. And uh, we are literally shifting right now to uh, multifamily apartment buildings. Mm -hmm. We actually sent our offer last week for a $2.1 million 12-unit apartment yes. building. So, yes. <laughs> 
So we went oh, from yeah. a single family fix and flip on like a, a $200,000 house to, you know, uh, really growing and going into the commercial space. Uh, so that is uh, definitely um, um, a journey that I'm about to take on a 100%, uh, 100x, 500x level. You know, you amaze me. Single mom, <laughs> three kids, multiple businesses, work six days, uh, six uh, jobs one day to running a successful sport therapy company to now becoming a real estate investor. And you're only 40 years young, honey. I 40 know. is the new 30. So I don't know. get that twisted. I'm 40 years old also. <laughs> and uh, you, you're just a go getter, you know, yes. and and. Something I love about you is your energy. You always have a smile on your face. Every time I see you at events, you're like the master queen <laughs> at events. And tell me how much networking and going to events has changed your life. Oh, my God. It has been an incredible mm -hmm. journey. Like I said, when I started focusing on me and mm -hmm. and really getting out of my comfort zone to going, you know, by myself to different events. I mean, that's how I met you. You know, uh -huh. it has been the biggest uh, blessing. You know, I met you in one of the events. You were a speaker. And I approached you and I said, you know, oh, my God. There was something about you that just, you know, triggered me to talk to you. Um, what advice can you give me on friendships? Uh -huh, you know, uh -huh. remember, my, yeah. you know, the surrounding and girlfriends. It has been uh, a beautiful journey, and I can't wait what's out, you know, to, to keep going and what's out there. Do you remember really. what I told you, what your, my answer was? Uh, yeah, you, you actually share a very similar story to mm -hmm. mine. Yeah. You know, you said, yeah, you know, when you came to Miami, you couldn't find many mind like it people so mm -hmm. you created an amazing you know epic talks yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> and i'm pretty sure epic talks is your favorite event <laughs> yes it is yes it is i go there every week every yeah week, every no, month. It's, it's been great to see you there and thank you for like the energy that you bring yes. what, what would you say for for people out there that are finding themselves in the situation where we were at one point feeling alone feeling like you weren't connecting with the right people what would be your biggest and best advice I would say get out of home mm -hmm. like you know some people say there is nothing at home Mm -hmm. You know, there is nothing at home. So if you're feeling that way, just get out of your comfort zone and look up events, you know, mm -hmm. activities, anything that you are interested. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't have no knowledge, right? Like when I started real estate, I had no knowledge. And I started going to real estate events is what am I about to create? So, mm -hmm. you know, you go to those places, how you want your life to be and just surround yourself with people. And it's just a matter of time that you're going to be one of them. Yeah. And that's another thing that I that I mentioned to you is surround yourself with people that are elevating in their lives. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? People that want to see you win. People that are creating great things. People that are having amazing conversations. Yes. You know, if you notice, who are the top five people you surround yourself with? Are they up to something amazing? Are they talking positive? Do they have an amazing life? Or are they gossiping and going out to places they shouldn't be going and just mm -hmm. trying to pull you down, right? So surrounding yourself with amazing people is the most important thing. Going to amazing events like Epic Talks is so yes. important for your life <laughs> and connecting with people. And that's how we've been able to build our community, our connections, our platforms is because we put ourselves out there. And also, coming from a place of service, there's been a couple times you've been like, Melissa, can I help you with anything? Mm -hmm. You know, not a lot of people ask me that, mm -hmm. you know, and I always tell you, yeah, sh share the event, bring people to the event, mm -hmm. you know, and it's so important to be able to add value to other people's lives. And that's how you win. Wouldn't you yes, think so? Yes, I agree. And, I, <laughs> and I'm sure and I'm 100 uh, percent aware that we're going to do great things together. No, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So before we end here, um, Make sure you look up Agnieszka. She's uh, she's the writer of 
give Faith a fighting chance. This woman has gone through a lot of adversity and she's been able to create a lot of success. I'm really proud of her. Make sure you look up her book on Amazon. That's where I got mine, Give Faith a Fighting Chance and Healing Within uh, Tears to Success. So what does the future look like for you right now? What's next for Agnieszka? Next for Agnieszka is creating an empire in commercial real estate space together with my business partner, Caroline Castillo. We are on this journey together. We have big plans ahead this this year. We're planning on doing 40 units, if not 100. Mm -hmm. So I'm creating the seven-figure business for my sport, you know, coaching and sport therapy mm -hmm. um, and writing another book. Ooh. Writing another book, but also before that, I'm also currently working on a documentary movie based on a true story, Give Faith a Fighting Chance. Yes. So I can't wait to really create that and put it out there. So I keep telling people I see you on Netflix. You see, you see no excuses see for, for any of you out there that continue to make excuses as to why you're not successful. It's your own fault. Yes, yes. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? Figure out ways. You know, it's not a lack of um, resources. It's a lack of resourcefulness. Surround yourself in winning rooms. Make sure that you you look up events. Come to Epic Talks. The next Epic Talks is uh, April 26th. It's all about raising capital in Miami, which I know you're going to love this topic. Yes. And uh, and reach out to Melissa Wagi on Instagram uh, or Epic Talks or even Agnieszka. If, if this is a message that resonated with you, we're here to be of service and support. And Agnieszka, any final thoughts that you would like to add here before we finish this interview that we just had on 94.5 WSQF Blink Radio? Uh, final thoughts is just wanted to add for everybody out there, whether they're struggling with, you know, making a decision with overcoming their past, struggling with some type of trauma in their lives or forgiveness of people of betrayal or hurt. Um, I created a little guidance in the end of my book you can look it up you can actually download it for free you don't have to buy the book to um to really read the guide uh the guidance uh you can go to my website at outerchannel.com agnieszka sitsevich and it's a free download and it's really will guide you it's a couple of steps an exercise for all those people to help you really overcome your past and help you to make the decision of forgiveness and to live a, a really um free you know free of pain uh, life today and you know just gratitude and forgiveness and that's all so check it out it's possible it's really possible thank you for being here this was a lot of Yay. fun and uh, I can't wait to continue watching you succeed and I'm here to be of service to you in any way possible um, I love you I really do you're just an amazing person so Thank, Thank you, you. Melissa. I love you, too. <laughs> Thank you so much. And likewise, I'm here to add as much value as I can, you know, into your life. Thank you. Yes. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. WSQF 94.5 FM Blink Radio. Have a beautiful, blessed uh, Wednesday, and I'll see you guys at the top.